Welcome to the Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. The Fentons awake knowing that it's their last day to defeat the Frost. And with a strange sense that something is missing. Will they be able to defeat the Lord and Lady of the Frost once and for all, save their brother and their village in our final episode of the series? Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Kidnapped. It was cold. Very cold. Colder than it had yet been. That was the first thing Ella noticed when she woke, and Joel and Jasmine too. There was no thought of lazing around in pyjamas today. They all got dressed in multiple layers and went downstairs sleepily for breakfast. As they did, each of them checked all of their hiding places. The poem that had guided them in their fight against the Lord and the Lady of the Frost, who were trying to bring about a 50-year winter, had told them that on this day something precious would be stolen. They had spent the evening before hiding everything they could think of. It all seemed to be there. In the kitchen, Mum was turning the heating up and Dad was stirring a big saucepan full of porridge and the kids took their places around the round table. Dad served up and they all tucked in, letting the warmth and sweetness warm them up from the inside. No one talked very much. The kids had a strange sense of unease. Something was wrong. Jasmine's head felt strange, as though she had to push her thoughts through porridge rather than them bouncing all over the place as usual. If nothing had gone missing, had they won? But if they had won, why was it colder than ever? So if they couldn't work out what had gone missing, how were they supposed to get it back? As often was the case, Joel's thoughts were similar to his twins. Joel played and loved lots of sports, and one thing he liked was that there were rules, and he knew what to do, and he knew how to win. But today, it felt as though the rules, if there even were any, were far off, indistinct, So how were they meant to play and how to win? Ella was dreaming lazily of all this being over and being able to go back to normal life. She was mostly relieved, but surprised to find that that wasn't everything that she felt. She stirred her spoon around and round her porridge. It had been good to work together as a team, to have something to solve and to do, Sure, they had argued with the twins, but... But... Ella frowned. It was as though she couldn't finish that thought. It only felt half-finished. Was she missing something? Were they all missing something? She stared straight in front of her. They had a round table in the kitchen and all sat around it in any old place. The chair in front of her was empty. Of course it was. There was Mum and Dad and her and the twins. Who would be sitting on that chair anyway? But still, it felt wrong. 
Tom awoke differently. It was cold, very cold, but he was embedded in thick, heavy coverings which were kind of furry and smelled strange. His head didn't seem to be working either. It was fuzzy and hazy. When he opened his eyes, everything was white, bright, pure white, as though he had fallen asleep in a freshly fallen snowdrift. And when he looked around, that seemed more and more true. The walls were made of compacted snow, but not rough or misshapen ones like in the igloo the kids had built. They were smooth and intersected by veins of ice, as might be in marble. Tom gasped and sat up and looked around some more. He was in a huge bed in a large room filled with light, entirely made of snow and ice. At the far end were two horses, almost as pale as the snow itself, with eyes that looked like no animal he had ever seen before. They must be magic. And sat on chairs made of silvery wood, sipping at something strong-smelling, which made Tom's nose wrinkle, were the Lord and Lady of the Frost. Our guest is awake the Lord of the Frost said, without looking up at Tom. Oh, I'm so pleased. The Lady of the Frost put her cup down, though it looked more like a chalice or goblet that you'd see in an old castle. She walked over and sat on the edge of the bed, as Mum might have done at home. We're so glad you've come to join us, Tom. Fifty years of winter is going to be tremendous fun. You'll love it. And you can be our little lordling of the frost. She laughed, and it was sound that sent shivers down Tom's spine. There isn't going to be fifty years of winter or frost or snow or anything, he said stoutly. Ella and Jasmine and Joel are going to come and rescue me. From his chair, the Lord of the Frost let out a short bark of laughter. The Lady of the Frost moved closer to Tom and reached out and stroked a finger down the side of his face. He froze, and not just because her finger was very, very cold. We're missing something. Jasmine said. They each stared at a different part of the room, as though they might find a secret lurking in the shadows. Joel sighed. I guess we should go and look round the village, he said half-heartedly, and the others agreed. They all got ready, then bundled out of the house. It was truly freezing, and they had to stamp their feet and hide away as much skin as they could. First, they went cautiously to the copse near their house, where the Lord and Lady of the Frost had trapped the twins. There was nothing. First, they went cautiously to the copse near their house, where the Lord and Lady of the Frost had trapped the twins. There was nothing. They went into the village and there was nothing. Nothing at the shop, nothing on the roads, nothing. Everything seemed as normal. They climbed at last to the top of Arley Hill. Nothing remained of the igloo. There was still fresh snow each morning. They looked out over the village. 
Did this mean that they had won and that the frost would go? No realisation or idea came to them, and so they started to climb down again. They came to Mrs Mondoli's house, and Ella turned into the drive, remembering how Mrs Mondoli had guided them before. But Ella came to an abrupt stop on the second paving stone. She hadn't been here alone. The time Mrs Mondoli had said about the frost 50 years ago, Joel and Jasmine were ignoring the whole thing. But Ella definitely had not been here on her own. But who was with her? The twins bumped into her back. Then there was the time the ravens had attacked the puppy. The twins had been there first, but she had been at the back with... with... Tom! she shouted, and the twins almost fell over, and she turned around and suddenly all their faces were as white as the snow. How could we forget? Jasmine said in a horrified whisper. How could we possibly forget Tom? It must be magic, said Joel, shaken. Horrible, cold, deep magic. They have taken, they've taken Tom. Mum and Dad didn't even know, Ella said quietly. Inside the Fentons, the shock was ending. They were pushing away the sadness and letting a fury arise. How dare they! The book says that maybe never more to find, Jasmine said with fire, though they all knew the words of the poem by now. But we are definitely finding him and we are definitely getting him back and we will defeat Winter and the horrid Lord and Lady of the Frost. Of course we are, Joel said and Ella nodded and she went and knocked loudly on Mrs Mondoli's door. But when it was answered, Mrs Mondoli hardly even seemed to know them. She was in her own world. The Fentons would have to get Tom back all on their own. They went out of the garden full of determination. They held hands, though they usually wouldn't. Above them, the skies seemed to darken, and the snow began to fall again thick and fast. A strong wind blew, seemingly from the middle of the village and the Fentons set themselves against it, moving slowly forward through the thick snow. The Fentons could feel it in the air, could feel it all around them. The final battle had begun. Tom had been in his pyjamas, coat and wellies when the Lord and Lady of the Frost had taken him away, and he still was. He had got out of bed as soon as he could, not liking to be lying down in the middle of his enemies. With the Lord and Lady paying him very little attention, he walked around the edges of the large room, looking for a way out. The horses stared at him. The words the Lady had spoken spun around and around in his head. He was the youngest, the smallest, the quietest too, but surely the others couldn't forget him. He continued to walk around, but started trying to think at his siblings as hard as he could, trying to send messages through his mind, willing them desperately to come and get him. He kicked a wall. Don't bother, 
the Lord of the Frost sounded bored. You can't get out. Tom kicked the wall again, but nothing happened. He wished the others would come. The Lady of the Frost offered him some strange-looking food, but he refused. And then, suddenly, he heard something. The Fentons had reached the middle of the village, and they were completely amazed. In the middle of the large space in front of the village shop was a huge snow structure stretching out into the sky above them. Igloo wasn't a big enough word for it. It was a palace or a castle, completely made of ice and snow. It was hard to believe they hadn't been able to see it before, but it was hard to believe they had forgotten Tom too. Tom! Joel yelled suddenly. Tom, we're coming to rescue you! He looked at the others, who shouted too. We're coming, Tom! What's up, kids? Mr Brinton had just stepped out of his shop at the noise. He looked at the Fentons, and then he looked at the ice structure. Ella guessed he could see it because they could, and because he too had been exposed to the frost. We need to get in there, she spoke very firmly. Do you have anything that can help? Mr Brinton stared at her, open-mouthed, then disappeared into the shop. He came back with spades, hammers, snow shovels. Let's do this, he said, passing them round, and ran at the igloo and hit it with a spade. His frustration with the weather and everything seemed to have built up to this point. He hit the igloo over and over and over, sending snow flying everywhere. The Fentons watched, open-mouthed, then joined in. The snow wall of the palace seemed impossibly thick. It broke away in clumps, but they seemed to get no further. The walls couldn't be this thick, but there was no sign of breaking through, however far they went. The Fentons and Mr Brinton were hot and sweating, even in the cold. Inside, Tom could hear them. He heard the shouts, he heard the thuds. But the Lord and Lady of the Frost ignored it all. He looked around the room again. How could he help? What could he do? He frowned, then had an idea, and did it before he could think better of it. He grabbed one of the silvery wooden chairs and ran at the horses on the other side of the room, shouting as loud as he could in a sort of gobbledygook. The horses, shocked, raised up on their hind legs, then ran at the wall. And they must indeed have been magic, for as they ran, the wall in front of them fell away in a shine of pale blue, and then the wind from outside swirled in. Tom could see his wonderful, brave, loving siblings standing there, clutching spades, covered in sweat and snow, looking tired and triumphant all at once. But a moment later, the Lord and Lady of the Frost were on their feet and an icy cage grew around Tom before he could even move. More guests, the Lady of the Frost said coolly. You must have come to watch the victory of winter. We don't want you here, Mr Brinton shouted. 
obviously having picked up enough about what was going on to say that, give that boy! And then he stopped, not just talking, but moving, breathing, anything. He was frozen still on the spot. We found Tom, Ella spoke now, and the twins moved to her sides. She took their hands. Give him back. We found the thing that was lost. The Lord of the Frost laughed again. <laughs> Finding isn't enough, Fentons. You'd have to defeat us. And we all know you're not going to do that. He held out an arm and the snow around them began to slowly turn to ice. He was showing off, Joel thought. We will defeat you, Tom shouted from his cage. Joel frowned. But how? We're the Fentons! We're the Four! We're the Guardians of Future Thor! Tom shouted. We've done everything we were supposed to do! Jasmine shouted as he finished. Now it must be the end! We have held fast and true and we're together again! Joel joined in now and Ella summoned the loudest voice that she could and finished it off. Go away, Frost! Go away, Winter! And then there was a surge of something from within them. Something warm and bright with orange and yellow and red against the snow. Tom's cage melted around him and he ran for the others. The Lord and the Lady of the Frost backed away from the sudden heat. Go away! The Fentons yelled. And take the winter with you! Tom clasped hands and the four of them formed a circle. And in the middle of it, a huge burst of light grew, radiating heat and light over all of them and beyond. Around them the snow was melting and above them the sun was starting to shine through. The Lord of the Frost opened his mouth and let out a long, eerie sound. And moments later the horses thundered back again. The Lord and Lady of the Frost mounted quickly, their skin, their eyes, their everything looking terrible as though they were melting. Both of them screamed out again and they began to ride away, the horses seeming to fly over the snow. In the sky above them, hundreds of ravens followed them. The snow castle started to crumble and melt away. The magic that had held it together was gone. And then they were gone. The light was gone. The heat was gone. Mr Brinton moved and rubbed his eyes. The Fentons moved closer and hugged each other tight. It was done. Bravo! Magnificent! What a send-off! The Fentons broke the circle, but still each held someone's hand.
There was a man they had never seen before, and three women. They seemed old, not as old as Mrs Mondoli, but too old to look so excited. The man was rushing over to them, and he seized Tom's hand and shook it firmly, then the others. I'm Henry Wallace. Mrs Mondoli may have told you about my sisters and I. We fought the Lord and Lady of the Frost last time, fifty years ago. I think you've got our book. Understanding emerged from within Ella. You defeated them last time, she said quietly. And the man, with warmth in his eyes, agreed. It's no small thing what you've just done, and there are very few people in the world who would ever understand. I propose we go to Mrs Mondoli's and celebrate. The Fentons, still a little dazed, agreed, and Henry Wallace disappeared into the shop to buy a huge bag of cakes from a very confused Mr Brinton. Then they walked back over to Mrs Mondoli's, meeting the sisters, Helen, Maggie and Jean, on the way. The Fentons didn't let go of Tom the whole time. No one would let him out of their sight. At Mrs Mondoli's house, the Wallaces, all four of them, plied them with cake and told tales of how it had been when they fought the Lord and Lady of the Frost fifty years ago and gradually they drew the stories out of the Fentons too. It was hard to believe that it was all really over. Oh, it must be, Helen said with a kind smile. We've been trying to get into the village all week. We wanted to help, but they were keeping us out, so they must be gone now. You could definitely have made the book a bit more useful, Joel said. And then everyone laughed. We'll put some notes in it for next time, Ella said. Then she frowned. Is it, is it just back to normal life now? Forever? The Wallace siblings exchanged glances. Jean had seemed the quietest so far, but she spoke now. Not quite normal. You've seen things now, magical, strange things. And so you may very well see more. Ella smiled and turned to her siblings. They were smiling too. Just then a pattering sound came from outside. It was raining. They stared at it as it started to wash the snow away. Henry Wallace held up his mug, solemnly proposing a toast. To spring! The others held up their mugs too, and as they did, Tom looked around at his siblings' faces. They had really done it. They had been brave and worked together and stopped the 50-year frost. He felt a warmth inside. To spring, they all said. Mrs Mondoli phoned Dad, who came to pick them up in the car, because it was raining so hard. Mum and Dad seemed to have forgotten that they had once forgotten Tom and were all back to normal, though the kids gave them extra big, extra long hugs. The phone rang as they were changing into their pyjamas 
and Mum shouted up the stairs. Back to school tomorrow, kids. The Fentons grimaced at each other and then laughed. It wasn't really as though maths lessons could be any worse than facing down the Lord and Lady of the Frost. The end. Thanks for listening. Do you think the Fentons will have any more adventures? Join us next week as we join some old friends for more adventures as Theo the Monster Hunter meets some brand new challenges. You can catch up on the first series and all of our other episodes on our podcast and now on YouTube too. See you next week. Bye.